Hello, welcome to Life Coaching on the Move. I'm your host, Dawn Fiss, coach, trainer, guest speaker. Um, Welcome to the podcast series. I'm really, really thankful that you're joining me today. It's lovely that you are. Thank you very much. If you enjoy it and you find it useful, please do pass it on to your loved ones and your friends or post it on your social media to get word out there. Um, Thank you for that. the subject today is all about having greater happiness, greater control, greater resilience, less stress. It's a general one, but very specific, all about internal locus of control or external locus of control, why they are different, how they are different and how we can change it and develop it. Um, So listen in, very practical um, and um, I hope will make a big difference for you. Before I start though, it's just to say that if you are Hampshire based or or South of England based, I do have a two hour free confidence workshop coming up on a Saturday morning at uh, on the 30th of April. If you would like to come along, then you would be very, very welcome. The details are on the website, www.milestone-coaching.co.uk and you can email me to reserve your place through that. I'm just so excited to be doing them again. I used to do them before COVID hit, but of course then we couldn't do face-to-face workshops. This is my first face-to-face workshop in a group uh, since uh, lockdown. And so far it has been phenomenally popular. Great uptake this week. I've just put it out there. Um, so come along, it's, it's fun, it's interactive, it's practical, and it's for you if you do self-doubt, if you do hold yourself back it's for you if you know that you're worth more than you're achieving at the moment um but you hold yourself back you get in your own way you self-doubt you worry what others think of you you keep quiet in meetings or you don't like presentations or you don't like always socializing in crowds where you don't know people all of those anxious moments that are in your head because of what's going through your head that's your the workshop for you how to overcome all of that how to stop being in your own way how to stop holding yourself back um and how instead to grow your confidence and be prepared to take risks and push yourself and get out there and just feel happier so Uh, have a little look at the website right I'm going to crack on to this week's episode and I really hope you enjoy it I want to start today with a question as you know is often my case I want to ask you how much control do you feel that you have over your life your future um, your successes your environment your destination, your happiness, your decisions, your failings, you know, how much control do you think you have over those things, all of those things really? And how much of it do you think is luck, fate, chance, life, the world, um, and out of your control? And the answer to that, if, if it's strong control if you feel you've got a lot of influence and control over your destination your successes your goals your happiness um then you've got a strong what we call a strong internal local of uh, locus of control 
if you feel it's down to chance and luck um, and, you know, just circumstances and fate, then you've got a strong external locus of control. Now, and we're, we're all on that scale somewhere, um, internal at one end, external at the other, and we're all on there. Some of us are much, much, much closer to one end than the other. And it can vary and it can change. And this is something that you can work on. It's not fixed. Um, it's almost a skill, really, that you can develop and improve. Um, <clears throat> and there isn't a right or wrong, but... If you've got a strong internal locus of control, you believe you strongly influence and you're strongly responsible for your own happiness, your own destination, your own successes, um, and your own responses and your own reactions, then you're going to feel much, much more in control. Let me just run another question. Let me run two scenarios past you. Would you agree with this statement more than the next one? Would you agree with the statement, life is a game of chance, um, or people rarely get what they deserve, or um, people have little influence over the events of the world. What, what do, you, do you agree with those statements? If you do, then that may well indicate that you have a strong external locus of control. If, however, you believe in these statements or relate to these statements more, um, that there's no such thing as fate or destiny, or um, if you study hard, work hard, prepare well, um, you can do well in exams, it's down to you. Um, and that luck has little to do with success or happiness, it's mostly more a reflection on your own dedication, your own effort, your own, your own work that you put in. If you believe those statements more, then that may well indicate that you've got a well-developed, a strong internal locus of control. Um, so you can sometimes hear this in people's language. You can... Um, Often I listen to clients and the words that they use, not because I'm judging them, but because it often indicates what they're saying in their heads and therefore what they think um, and what they're saying to themselves. So you can hear in people's language um, things like, it's just my luck. I heard, heard that just the other day. Um, my husband used it, actually. I'm not sure whether he was saying it to wind me up. I think he was, because he knows this is my beef. But, just, oh, that's just my luck. Or, or, or the phrase, why is it always happening to me? Or why me? Or um, why, why, why would I bother? Those sorts of things. There's nothing I can do. Uh, it's not my fault. Um, they often feel victimised. They often blame others. They think pessimistically. They're the doom and glooms, the drains, the glass, glass half empties. Um, often they take a long time to bounce back um, from failures or failings or challenges or mistakes or setbacks or negative experiences. They get stuck. People with external locuses of control, lo is that the right word? Loci of control, a locus of control. <laughs> Um, are prone to stress, 
perhaps more depression than others because they feel that they're out of control. They feel that the world's a cruel place. Um, it's an unfair place. Life's a bitch. Those sorts of things. Um, so, you know, that saps them of any feeling of control and it saps them of resiliency. Um, why would I bother? Because it doesn't matter anyway. You know, it's just my luck. That That's not a great place to be. In um, contrast with a strong internal locus of control, you're much more likely to get some optimism, some hope. Um, a glass is half full. Um, they expect ups and downs. They know that the life is a bumpy road, but those people know that they'll be able to handle it. They've got resilience. They've they've got bounce back ability. That they'll be all right. They can recover. Um, they, they can brush their knees off and get on and and get going again. Um, those people who have got a strong internal locus control feel or accept responsibility for their own decisions, their own mistakes, their own happiness. Um, and they'll, you, you'll often hear them, you can tell in their language, they may not be happy about a scenario, but you can tell in their language that they're much more likely to find solutions. What can we do about this? What can I do about this? Um, how can I influence this? Um, you'll hear them sort of saying things like, I, I need to make a decision about my future. I need to make things happen. Uh, let's make things happen. They're usually good leaders. Um, they're usually less stressed, less anxious because they're much more in control. You'll often hear them say, why not? What's the worst that could happen, etc." Those sorts of phrases. Um, so they believe that outcomes are down to their own actions um, if they did well in an exam they feel proud of themselves because they know they worked hard if they fail an exam they'll look at themselves and, and think I, I revised the wrong subjects I didn't do past papers or I could have worked harder I could have revised more something like that they take responsibility for the failed exam, whereas someone with external locus of control is much more likely to blame the school or blame the paper. Uh, you know, it, was a, it, it was an unusually hard paper. Everybody says that, those sorts of things. Um, we didn't cover that. It's my teacher's fault or it's a rubbish school or something like that. You know, um, So internal locus of control people much more likely to believe that they're in control of their own destiny um, that their actions play a, a vital role and that they're in charge of their actions they're in charge of their own emotions their reactions their responses the solutions etc um so it definitely doesn't it sound better to have a strong internal locus of control with those two pictures that I've just painted. Um, so I go back to asking you, do you feel more on one end of that scale than the other? And if so, which end? Do you find yourself using um, 
victim language, blaming language, those sorts of things? Do you feel that you resent others when they have success or happiness or they get, you know, acquire something, a new, brand new car, beautiful house or something? Um, do you look at how they got that or, or why they got that and, you know, the steps that were taken to get there or is it more about resentment or envy and things like that? Thinking about it, when I was, when I was looking into this, I remember one phrase that my mum used a lot of and I grew up with was the phrase that money goes to money. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money when I grew up very little actually and my mum always had to scrimp and save that was her phrase um she would always be saving in in little brown envelopes to pay the milk bill or pay whatever uh, new school shoes or whatever she didn't like having uh, any kind of loan of any kind or credit card she would just earn and pay for what she could afford and if we couldn't afford it we wouldn't have it wouldn't borrow money at all didn't believe in that at all um but she really, really had this belief that money went to money. So the rich got richer, the poor got poorer. And there, there was actually a lot of emotion attached to that. Um, and I heard that phrase loads when I grew up. So whether that has influenced my relationship towards money, I do not know. Perhaps I need to look at that a little bit more. Um, but in a way, around money, and I don't, I don't know if this was around life generally mum clearly felt that it was about luck or external things for her um you know not phrasing that very well because I haven't really processed it but that was definitely a feeling she she believed um and whether that's influenced me, I'm just not sure. I need to, to think more about that. But what phrases do you use? What phrases have you heard that have had an impact on you? And are they internal or external? And, and could you change them? Now, knowing that and, and working on this, um, I know that I would have... I would prefer to have a strong internal locus of control about my money, about my career, about my happiness, about my health, about anything and everything really, to look for solutions, to look for ways of improving it, to look for ways. So with money, it might be looking for ways of um, investing it to, to make a better return on what you've got or um, saving it or saving your outgoings instead of getting drawn into um, you know, expensive takeout food or having an expensive phone um, tariff or um, your, your electricity or something like that, negotiating it down, negotiating better phone deals and tariffs and um, cutting costs and cutting back the electricity and how much you use and, um, you know, shopping in different supermarkets for better priced food and eating more fresh food instead of expensive um, processed ready meals, those sorts of things. Knowing that we can take control of that, for example, than more energy going into watching others and how lucky lucky they are with their money. And <clears throat> um, so... For it, I wasn't planning to use money as an example, but let's say you're job hunting. 
um, we can either um, hope that someone gives us that job and or um, envy somebody else that lands the job and why wasn't it me and things like that or we can look within and look at what we can do to strengthen our case strengthen our cv make it look better strengthen our job search approach so we're looking in better areas for more suitable roles that you fit and match um how how you interview and you know what you can do about your interview technique what you can do about your communication skills what you can do about your cv and skills whether you need to train a little bit more or retrain a bit or add some things on do some voluntary work you know all of that is in your control you've got a strong internal locus of control about that but you won't always see that in candidates um or me um, with, you know, various friends or teenagers or whoever, they may think it's down to luck and chance and um, feel rejected. I didn't get that job, I've been rejected. Um, And therefore, that's much more external locus of control. It was somebody else that decided my destiny, my future for me. It was out of my control. And that just drags us down, just makes us feel unworthy, makes us feel rejected, makes us feel very down, depressed, demotivated. What's that going to do for our continued job search? It's not going to motivate us. It's not going to make us feel confident. But in a sense, it's ourselves doing it to ourselves because it's whether we look at the external control or whether we look at what we can do about it. If we look at what we can do about it and take internal control, we feel a lot better. Um, and we put our focus in the right place in onto solutions, actions, steps that we can take. That makes us feel better, feel more in control. We then own the outcome because then when we do get the job we want, we know it was down to our efforts. It wasn't chance. So not only is it when we don't succeed in things that we feel down, depressed, demotivated, lack of confidence, because we think it's other people that are controlling that destiny, it's not. We can do lots about that. That makes us feel better. But actually, when the outcome comes and we get the results we'd hoped for, we feel a sense of much more of a sense of pride because we know we consciously took steps to achieve that rather than feeling grateful that someone took a chance on us and gave us that job offer that all of that is perhaps an unhelpful way of looking at things if we look at it within at ourselves and our own role we can do stuff about it and we can own the outcome we can be proud of the outcome so if we do pass that exam with flying colors we can be dead proud of what we do we did and what we've achieved because we know we took steps to make that happen Whereas some people who think it's all external will think, oh, I was lucky, I got the right question. I just was flying that day. It was just just sheer luck. Something in the planets. Um, you know, we hit, actually, I was writing an email this morning and I wrote uh, to somebody that I hadn't heard from for a while. And I wrote, how's life treating you? And actually, as I typed it, knowing that I was going to be talking about this today, I thought, that's a crazy question. How's life treating you? Because I'm almost in that statement, giving all of the control to external factors. Instead of perhaps I should have put, how are you doing? Or how are you? 
um, or how, you know, anything about that, but about them owning it themselves. So it's interesting, isn't it? We need to watch our language, even in questions like that and statements like that, we can give a clue. Now, it's not going to be all of one and all of another. We're all going to be on that scale somewhere. And I think perhaps a good place to aim for, if you're not already there, is about 90% internal locus of control and 10% external. Because whether we like it or not, there are going to be things that happen out of our control, totally. Pandemics, wars, um, natural disasters, um, all, uh, and smaller things, not, not just huge things, but smaller things. But, uh, and they will be out of our control, um, without a doubt. You know, the, the pandemic was not anything we personally did ourselves, our, to, in our own life. But there will be elements involved that are in our control. So, again, we look at the big picture and there are some external things out of our control. There are factors out of our control. But once we're in that, what can we, what influence do we have where we can start taking some internal control? Uh, take responsibilities for our actions instead of blaming others. So, for example, the pandemic, did we or didn't we comply with the mask wearing? Did, did we let it slip? below our nose and not care or um were we really you know really careful and considerate of others considerate of ourselves did we stick to all the rules did we go and have our jabs or not or um whatever it is you know we had control over elements within that and how much do we take that and how much did we still blame others for it um so one way to to and um, we can expand this so as i've alluded to um you know you you good students when i say good i mean successful students with high grades are often found to have strong internal locuses of control so too to athletes because they know all of their work working in the gym working on the track working on their technique working on their speed working on their nutrition and on their sleep and things like that they know that much of that is in their responsibility is in their control so they have very strong locus of control internal locus of control um where compared to say um addicted people with addictions um so they have a, a much more external locus of control. They can be much more coerced and influenced by others. For example, perhaps it's a chicken and egg thing. Perhaps that um, was part of the picture in the beginning, whereas someone with very strong internal locus of control is much less likely to be coerced. Um, so, you know, and as I've said, strong internal locus of controls often make good leaders good decision makers um good patients um who, who comply with the medication comply with recommendations that doctors give about changing their nutrition or giving up smoking or whatever it is 
often have strong locus of control. I always find it interesting actually when clients call me, I see it as a good sign that they've kind of done that Google search, they've taken that decision to make the call or drop me the email inquiry because they've taken a step to solving whatever it is in their life that they're not happy with at the moment. So that's a good sign they are taking um, action and responsibility for that decision to seek help. But once they're with me, then it's interesting to see how much locus of control they feel that they have. Um, It's not something we necessarily talk about, but it's always interesting. Some clients totally, totally throw themselves in, completely throw themselves in. And they will, every time we meet or work together, and I'll suggest this technique and that strategy or this tip or try this and try that in their everyday life, go back out with your stress management and try this, this and this when you're feeling stressed and see how it it reduces that, see how much better you feel. Or um, with your career search, try this on your CV, go and do that on your LinkedIn profile, um, this with your job search, etc, etc. And and then the power of coaching is that they'll come back for a follow-up and we'll see what successes they've had, what worked, what didn't, let's tweak it, let's build on it, let's add another strategy in now go away and try that in the real world in their own with their own challenges and try this approach and see what happens etc so that's what we do so some clients completely soak all the strategies up and totally try them all out give them a go they'll record what happened or they'll come back and they'll tell me this happened and that happened and this worked and I noticed that and I noticed this and I really like that and I really found this helpful others will come back after a week or so and say "Mm, I didn't really get a chance to try that or um I didn't really well um so even though they've taken that step of seeking some support and some help and some new techniques and some wanting to make some changes sometimes clients come with very external locus of control in that they're hoping that you're going to wave a magic wand and just fix them make it better just just make it all all right for them but the ones that have the biggest success are the ones that actually realize I can't wave a magic wand for them. I can give them tips and techniques, but I'm not with them when they leave this room after an hour's coaching. The real work goes on when they're back out in their real world, applying those new strategies, trying to make those changes, bringing on new approaches and new ways of thinking or whatever it is in that subject, and then actually trying it therefore actually having strong internal locus of control about those strategies, about those learnings, about their own success and progress and the changes that they want to make. And they will reach that, their, their goals and their hopes and their, you know, the achievements that they want to reach, um, get that new job or reduce their stress or achieve their goals or find it much more happiness and calm and overcome anxiety, etc. much, much sooner if they take that responsibility and um, take ownership of their own progress. And I think that's true of everything. I think it's true of job searching. I think it's true of career development. I think it's true of our own happiness. I think it's true of our own health and fitness. 
that it's like people that go to the gym in January. January, they sign up, spend a fortune on new trainers, new gym kit and a gym membership, but then don't go. Um, because the real difference is in actually going to those classes or going out to that running club or the park run on a Saturday or whatever. It's actually taking the steps. It's turning up it's taking responsibility, it's taking steps and action. Um, And the more we take that responsibility and own it, the more likely we're going to get where we want to be with our meds and our health improvements or with our fitness and our well-being physically or with our career or with our exams if we're taking exams or in relationships, dating and things like that, getting out there, meeting people, talking to people, um, taking steps to make it happen rather than sitting at home feeling alone and lonely and upset that we haven't got anybody and everybody else in the rest of the world has. Why not me and why can't I meet anybody? Um, But they're not going to knock on the door. Um, So it's in, in any area, it's about taking the responsibility, stopping the blaming or stopping the resentment or st- just the negativity about it and taking action, taking steps, whatever that might be. Um, so the first step to building and strengthening your internal locus of control, and I think the ideal aim would be to try and get to 90% is internal locus of control, 10% is external, things do happen, but we still can choose how we're going to react to them. So the first step is always taking responsibility for your actions, stopping the blaming and the victimising language and the why me and the resentment and the envy of others, and it's, it's knowing, you know, what can you do to do something about it or solve it, um, and admit to your own role in it and your own role in the solution. Get to know yourself better, get to understand what kind of person you are, get to understand what kind of thinking you run in your head because a lot of the time we're not even paying attention to our thoughts. They just run merrily in through our head um, automatically like a sort of background radio. Um, on in another room, we're not really paying attention. We know it's on, we're not really focused on it. So I want you to tune into what you're saying to yourself, tune into what you believe, tune into the language you're using and notice it and then decide what do you want out of life and how can you have internal locus of control over it? What can you do to make that happen? What steps can you take? What changes in your mindset do you need to make? How can you avoid self-victimizing and self-pity or blaming others and resenting and instead what can you do about it yourself? How can you influence the situation? Um, and then, so instantly that puts you onto solution mentality. Um, whenever you encounter a problem or a challenge or a setback or a negativity or a failure, if you want to call it that, it's more what's the solution? What can I learn from this? What does it show me about me? What does it show me about the gaps that I need to work on? Or whatever it is, um, it, it gets you much more into doing mode. Um, so set yourself little goals set yourself little little milestones um achievable actionable goals um to 
to flex your muscles, to flex your decision-making muscles, to, to flex your willpower muscles and little actions, not so large that you'll, you'll disappoint yourself, that you know, you'll, you'll fail. They've got to be achievable and realistic, but then you need to then notice what you've achieved and congratulate yourself. Feel good about that. Praise yourself. Notice it. Um, because if you overlook it and don't see it, you're not going to be building on them. You've got to recognize these successes for what they are, their successes, and be proud of them and own them. I did that. Um, and then build, right, what can I do next? Embrace new opportunities every chance you can, even if they're terrifying or right out of your comfort zone or unfamiliar or you've never tried them before um, and you're a little bit scared of failing, no, go for it anyway. Push yourself. Um, Actively look for things that you want to do, you want to get involved with, you want to achieve and push yourself. Um, You know, sometimes it's so easy not to do anything. It's so easy. You say, oh, I can't be bothered. Um, I was filling in a form for something the other day and it was just one of those things where you have to get a verification code that's text to you on your phone. We don't have mobile signal here, so it couldn't come through and then I tried to access it and I got locked out and I didn't know my password. Um, And it's so easy to think, oh, can't be bothered. But actually... that kicked in for a second I thought no 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 actually this is something you really want to get involved with this is something you really want to do and it's going to bring so much to your life so push through that even if you have to drive up the road (laughs) to try and get mobile signal and get the code it's weighing it's pushing yourself it's so easy often to just do nothing um and stay with the familiar stay in the comfort zone but that's not going to get you moving forward it's not going to help your growth and your development it's not going to make you feel good I would have felt rubbish if I'd given up um I felt actually quite proud that I pushed through it and made it all happen and saw it through to the end um so not only will the end point bring me something but so too will the process to get getting there because it was so easy to just think do you know what it's not worth it it was it is worth it and when you feel that and you think that in your head push through it because uh, th- that's the moment, the wobble moment, where you think, shall I just turn around and go back or shall I keep going? It's definitely g- keep going. And if you get failures, if you want to call it that, or setbacks or whatever, then just think about them in a different way. Don't see them as failures and knockbacks. See them as learnings. And I've said this before, and I will keep saying it because I passionately believe it. None of us fail at anything we might fail to see the learning in it that's the only risk if we can learn what you know from every experience and everything and every interaction that came through i had an an interaction actually the other day and um i had a hospital appointment in london in the hospital that i have to go to every so often for regular checkups and things anyway and it it, this hospital is, or, or this building that I'm in, is a cancer um, centre. I'm not there for cancer, I'm there for other things, but the majority of people that are there 
are there for horrendous reasons and, and are going through a tough time and a frightening time. Anyway, um, I was in pathology waiting for blood tests and they were it, it was absolutely packed. Um, we'd all taken numbers, we were in a number system and waiting for our number to be called. Anyhow, the guy behind the desk said, it's going to be at least 45 minutes, go upstairs. Um, so because of COVID, you can't all sit packed in. So he was telling a whole load of us to go upstairs where it's bigger and more spacey and come down in 45 minutes and we will be calling numbers out anyway up there, so don't worry. So I went upstairs, thought I'll go to the loo and I'll go to the, there's a Costa Coffee inside this hospital. So I went to Costa Coffee and realised that I'm supposed to take some tablets at that time anyway. So I, I asked for a tea, a cup of tea, please. And he wasn't a very friendly guy. <laughs> Grumpy, actually, is probably a better decision, but I don't know what's going on in his life. Anyway, um, as he slopped a load of um semi-skimmed milk which I don't have anyway I have skimmed milk because I don't like milk it um anyway I said to him could you oh no no could you make it quite strong please I don't like a lot of milk plus the tablet that I was taking having the tea for you're not supposed to have milk with so I only wanted a little bit anyway he looked at me hard and just put the lid on the tea and just handed it across. Didn't take on board any of what I just said or make any attempts to change it. So I went round to the counter to take it and I said, well, could, is there any chance of perhaps then having another tea bag in it to make it a bit stronger at least? Because it was just, ugh, I, just not to my liking. And he just snapped at me or something like, um, oh, you say that now after I've made it. Um, and just slapped it on the table, meaning, no, you're not having another tea bag. Um, And I was really, really riled by this at the time. It was his unfriendliness. It was his unwillingness. Um, Anyway, we got into a little bit of a fracas where he went, oh, fine, and ripped open a packet of tea bags to kind of reluctantly give me one. And (laughs) I got all petulant. I became a five-year-old. I said, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry. This is fine. It's fine. And I walked off with it and cut my own nose off to spite my face. But the thing that bothered me most was he doesn't know what, this is a cancer hospital. How does he know whether I've just had the most horrendous diagnosis or news given to me or I'm with somebody that has or that I'm having a tough time? Or what? He has no idea, nor do I have any idea of what he's going through. Um, so, you know, we've bought all of our own stuff to that interaction. Um, and so it was highly emotional, highly charged. I, um, I went away with my heart was thumping in my chest um, because it, I just felt that it was so unjustified that another tea bag would have cost nothing. Costa Coffee make an absolute fortune every single year in profits, and it wouldn't come out of his profit. It would have been no harm for him to have smiled and said nicely, oh, there you go, maybe just make it a little bit stronger, have a good day would have been so nice but who knows what he's going through maybe I don't know or maybe it was just his personality and that's just his way I have no idea but once I calmed down and I could reframe it and learn from it yes there was a truth in it I should have said when I ordered the tea please could I have a strong uh, cup of tea or could I put my own milk in please 
Oh, and do you have any skimmed milk? I should have done all of that. I should have communicated more clearly what I was hoping for instead of expecting him to be a mind reader. Um, and then that would have overcome the situation. It would have prevented that situation. Um, and he wouldn't have needed to test his <laughs> kindness or his compassion for any of the customers there at all. Um, and nor would I have left feeling like a petulant child with my heart racing, etc. Um, now, I don't know what the rights and wrongs are, but I think, for me, the learning from that was to be clearer on what you, you say in the beginning and that can overcome. That was my responsibility in that. So immediately, rather than me thinking externally, it was all about him, I need to look at what I could control. So in the future now, I know because it's stuck with me that when I go into Costa in the future, I will always say that in the order. I don't often have tea actually. Um, so when we're going for a coffee, we always say whether we want latte or we're used to being quite, quite clear, but on a tea, it's just a tea. Um, anyway, I don't know why I'm getting fixed on this, but it is a case of learning from those experiences. Even when we don't think that there's anything we can learn from it, there, there always is. Um, and the other part of that is learning from any negative events. Instead of dwelling on them, I can move on from it because I've learned from it. So I'm, I'm not angry with him anymore. Actually, I see it as a bit of learning. Be more clear, be more explicit in what you want. Then you overcome any misunderstandings and miscommunications. And then just stay motivated to constantly improving and building your locus of control. Constantly asking yourself, what can I learn from this? What can I influence in this? What, how can I solve this? How can I change my reaction to this? Am I blaming anybody? Am I resentful? Am I victimizing myself? Do I see myself as a victim or can I thrive in this? And that will continue to keep building um, your your self-esteem, your confidence, your inner control. Um, you'll be more motivated, you'll be more driven to achieve your goals because you'll know that you can. Um, and psychologists do, it's undisputed, find that people are happier with who have a, a greater sense of control on the, over their circumstances and their outcomes than those that feel they don't. Um, so it's less risky. It's definitely worth building on to um, improve your stress levels. Um, it certainly will improve that and your communication and your general happiness. So it's got to be worth building on. So I hope that's helped. Drop me an email um, if you want to share anything with me, your successes or your insights. Um, and the only thing that I ask, um, of course, when I remember... <laughs> is if you found this helpful today, please, please, please feel free to spread the word. Um, pass it to somebody that you feel it could really help, whether it's a student revising or somebody trying to get fit or someone trying to job search or whatever, pass it on to them and help them. It can be seen as a gift. That's my chair creaking in the background. Sorry, I think it needs some oil. Um, 
or just post the uh, name of the podcast on your social media and just um, suggest that others listen to it I'd be so grateful for that because I don't market it um, I don't have a budget for that sort of thing and I really just want to help as many people as I can if possible so any of that would be re- really really kind thank you so much um, do feel free to go back into the past episodes um, start at number one is probably the better one and work through in that order rather than go backwards um, although any of them there's such a lot of different subject matters so just check with the title and just feel drawn to whichever ones you feel will help you most I really hope you enjoy them um, the last thing to say is if you're in Basingstoke or near Basingstoke or Hampshire or the south of England then I do have a free confidence workshop coming up face-to-face in Basingstoke on the 30th of April, uh, a two-hour workshop for anybody. If you want to come along, you'd be very welcome. You need to either check out the website www.milestone-coaching.co.uk or drop me an email to reserve your place, dawn at milestone-coaching.co.uk. Have a great week, everybody.